0: You're listening to Recap.fm's coverage of the HBO miniseries Chernobyl. Today we're talking about episode 5, Vichnaya Pamyat. I'm JD. I'm Seal. Did you watch it? So we've come to the conclusion of the series. We're at the end. Certainly not the conclusion of the uh, disaster, but the conclusion of the television coverage of it. Yes. Yes. So we it's we basically... Gotta wrap it up and put a nice bow on Right. It's basically the trial of Dyatlov, Bruikanov and Famin, um, the three people deemed most responsible for the reactor exploding. And they have the trial in Chernobyl. And the way that they do this episode, this is very compelling television this is very compelling. Anything. I remember watching this for the first time and thinking, man, that was really good. That was it was a very good episode. Really it
1: Might good. be the best episode of the whole series. I was telling
0: my wife, I was like, you know, that may have been the best thing I've ever watched on television. And I wasn't using hyperbole, and that's not something that I do very often. But I, I remember watching it while I was watching, it, I'm like, man, this is really, really good.
1: Well, one episode, the execution was so good, and it plays like a movie. Yes. And it, it's just killer for, They just, it's just nails top to bottom.
0: Yeah. Let's start with the courtroom. They have uh, Diatlov, Komuk, and Sherbina called as expert witnesses because they've been on the ground since not Diatlov, not Diatlov, Lagasov. You're right. Lagasov, Sherbina, and Komuk. And they've been on the ground since the beginning. You know, doing the research, doing what needed to be done to clean up and to fix the problem, and also figuring out what caused the problem. So, there's a lot of flashbacks built into this episode where we finally get some answers and finally get some understanding of what really happened. Like, we've seen the aftermath and we know, hey, the reactor exploded, but there's a lot of terrible decisions, terrible management, and just terrible people that led to. What happened it's all very terrible, yes, it's just if one of the things had been not terrible, you know it wouldn't have happened yeah it's interesting
1: you 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 come to find out through all of this that if you know one one perhaps two missteps in this whole thing hadn't taken place, yeah this disaster never would have happened, and they never would have known about ultimately what they find out about,
0: which mm-hmm. is interesting, it is interesting. So there's a lot of factors going into it. First thing it's the end of the month. so they've been trying to do this safety test for three years, which they lied about in the beginning to to and they all were rewarded for getting their work done so fast. but they lied about all the safety tests being completed because the reactor, if there's an emergency shutdown, uh, there's pumps that will keep putting water through the the core to keep it protected to keep it cool to keep it from anything really bad happening. However, there's a delay from when the reactor dies to when the pumps will kick on with the emergency generator. Right. So they want to use the dying power of the reactor to power the pump station in for the minute until the reactors kick on, which is a great idea. Right. I mean, thinking about it, okay, like, hey, that makes perfect sense. Sure. The
1: steam turbines are still going to be spinning. They're going to have inertia. Yeah. And they even tell us, Hey, the science was sound on this. This Theoretically this should work. Right. But they just need to test it and make sure that it actually would. Right. And they failed multiple times. It's never worked. Come to find out they
0: failed three times prior, and the fourth time was when it blew up. Right. So they've had it down half power for a long time. Um and the reason that they can't go any lower when they want to do the test originally is because it's the end of the month and all of the factories are trying to get things done and they need power. So if you keep lowering the output of power, you're going to hurt the economy. So from on high, they're like, you can't lower this anymore, which is a bad thing in the reactor, which Legasov explains the delicate balance of keeping a nuclear reactor in, in keeping it stable, mm-hmm. keeping it working the way that it needs to do so. And one, if one of the things is out of balance, the whole thing is out of balance, not catastrophically yet, but being at half power for 10 hours prevents um the xenon from being burned off, and it prevents a couple of other factors from protecting the core the way that it was supposed to. So what they should have done at that point is scrapped the test and slowly, over a 24-hour period, raised it back up to full power, right? But that's not what they did, because Diatlov is like, <laughs> it's safe. I've been doing this for 25 years. I know what I'm talking about. It's safe. Okay. Mistake number one. Mistake number two, there's a shift change at midnight. Mm
1: -hmm. And so
0: young people who don't have a lot of experience get that graveyard shift, for one. And two, they'd never seen this test before because the day shift had been the ones that have ran it the three previous times.
1: And they were the ones that were expecting it and had trained for it and theoretically were
0: ready for it. They didn't even get a chance to read through it. They showed up, and I mean, at one point, Dyatlov even threw it, through the notebook at one of the people that was like, I've never seen this. All like, right, here, read it. Review it now. We're going to do it in three minutes.
1: And then they got stuff in there that's crossed out, and they're like, do we do the crossed out stuff? Do we not do the crossed out stuff? I don't know.
0: Right. It's just... It's a mess. It is a mess, and it's just Dyatlov like, hey, it won't take long. It's going to be fine. It's going to work this time, just because he's arrogant and... Ooh, so arrogant. Oh, he just irks me. Like, people like that just really irk me. So, they get prepared to do the test, and they lower the reactor down to 700. And as they start to lower it down to 700, it basically stalls. Yes. They've, they've poisoned the reactor. The, they've choked it out. They've choked
1: it out with the buildup of the xenon gas. Mm-hmm choked it out, and they they refer to it as poison, and choked it, stalled it. Mm -hmm. And so now the power's really dropping. Right. It's down in, you know, (laughs) like, what, 30? Yeah, I think it drops to 30, doesn't it? Yeah, really low. Megawatts. Yeah.
0: So, like, little bitty, not a lot. Which is not a great thing. So Dyatlov commands them, basically, get it back up. And there's not an easy way to do that. And the way that they have to do it is not safe. And Akimov keeps telling Dyatlov, "We can't do that. This is, we need to, we need to scrap the test. We need to do a twenty-four hour reset. We there could be a, we could be on a xenon. I forget the term that he used, but like, hey, Akimov warned him. He's like, there's probably a lot of xenon built up in there. This is not going to work." There's only 4 control rods out of 136 that are actually protecting the core. I mean it is 6 out of 211. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, like there's nothing protecting anybody from anything here. This is really bad. So, as they're starting to lower the control rods back in, the control rod tips have graphite. And which the, as we know from earlier episodes, graphite speeds everything up. Right. It's a great protector, you know, when it's encased and everything like that. But if that's the first thing to react with the core... Well, they hit the AZ-5, which dumps... All of them down.
1: Yeah, right. which dumps 205 rods fully 100% back into the reactor core.
0: Right, Because after it had stalled, it started to spike in heat. I mean, there's a big button that you have to like pull off and then you stop it, and it's the emergency stop button, which would drop all the rods, stop everything from happening. But the graphite tips on the rods is what caused um, an enormous spike in heat, enormous spike in energy. All of the liquid and the steam that was in the reactor immediately evaporated evaporated, it's got to go somewhere and exploded. I mean, exploded. Boom. So you get a pressure
1: explosion. Boom. Like the top of a pressure cooker blew off, right? And then you get all this oxygen, fresh air rushing in there, superheated graphite, and there's hydrogen built up in there. And guess what? Yeah. Boom. 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 Then there's your big fireball explosion, and the sky turns green, and oh my goodness gracious. (laughs) And
0: and look, it's still open to this day. Like, look, months, long time later... It's still exposed. And this is very dangerous for Legasov. So this is a big point that we need to talk about. It's I love the fact that they finally showed us what happened and showed everybody trying to do things right, except for the people in charge, because they're terrible. But Legasov is contradicting the testimony that he gave in Vienna earlier. And the judge calls him out on it.
1: Yeah, he's like, hey, man, whoa, 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 whoa. hmm
0: Hey, uh... This goes beyond what you said before. Right. And Legasov says, I lied. I know my duty to the state. I didn't want anybody in the world to know what was going on. But here is the deal. This is a fatal flaw that if the operators had known, they would have never – I mean, he's given Dyatlov some some credit that probably he, he doesn't deserve. He's yeah. like, he would have never done this Because we have the AZ-5 button as a failsafe that's supposed to prevent everything. But the graphite tips are cheaper, but they're a huge design flaw. And if anybody had been aware that this could happen, they wouldn't have acted the way that they had, and this would never have occurred. Yep. Which is mind-blowing that he would give him that kind of credit. And... It causes a big stir because you can't criticize the state. You can't Ooh. say that they've made a mistake. You Ooh. can't say that them doing something cheaper was wrong. I mean, he basically calls them out for a lot of stuff. Like, we don't have this and this and this that all modern countries have in the West because it's cheaper. You know, we're trying to just run our nuclear power on, you know, nuts and bolts. And the the lowest bidder wins. And that's not really the best way to do something like that. It's got dire consequences for him. Because after that, he gets reprimanded by the KGB. And he assumes that his life is forfeit. Because, and he's already said that, I've given my life. I willingly went to an open reactor.
1: Yeah, he was. He knew it was a death sentence going there. Whether he dies of
0: cancer or he takes a bullet. Yeah. I think to him at this point, doesn't matter. Yeah, he knew that he was going to die soon. So... That's. I think that's what kind of pushed him over the edge to actually do what needed to be done and say what needed to be said. But in the, the well, and he also knew
1: at that point that the reactors weren't the other reactors weren't going to get fixed, right? Because
0: they had been made assurances by the KGB. Hey, you said you would fix this, and nothing's been done. All in good time, my good man. All in good time. Yeah, and then he realizes, oh,
1: and if they're actually going to go fix it, word's going to get out, and right. they have to admit
0: they were wrong, and they can't. Yeah. And so there are some scientists there, other scientists who work in reactors, and Komuk even points out to him, You're, you have a name. Your name means something. So if you say that, even to the hand-picked scientists that are here by order of the state, it should make a difference. Yeah, they're going to listen to you. But the head of the KGB is basically like, uh, nope, that's not what's going to happen. No one will ever hear your testimony. It won't be broadcast publicly. It won't be shared in newspapers across the country. No, one It'll all be for naught. And now going forward, you will still have all your titles, but you'll have no power. You'll have no friends. You're going to die alone. And when you do die from this disease that's going to kill you from all the work that you did, nobody's going to care. And all that you did and all of the work that you've done is going to be, other people are going to get credit for it. Uh, because you made a stupid decision here at the end, mm-hmm. and you know that would normally be sad, but I don't think he cares. I mean, he may care a little bit, but it doesn't seem to really affect him. No, I think he's more greatly. shocked that he's
1: that he didn't catch a bullet right then. Yeah, and I, I honestly think he's just he's more shocked and amazed that they didn't take him out back and shoot him right then.
0: Which I was I was a little surprised too, because. You cross the wrong people over there; they're just going to make it like you—you ne- you just disappear. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you get removed from your post. Nobody ever sees you again, and you fell down some stairs.
1: Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah.
0: So that's really kind of where the footage ends, and then they, we get like the real life updates. And normally, this kind of stuff, you know, oh, cool. We we heard something, we, we get a little bit of an update, but this one is very moving. Very. So, it's interesting to see the real characters. So, first, Legasov. It talks about how he committed suicide two years after the mm-hmm. Chernobyl. Two years to the day. Yeah. But, him recording the tapes like he did in episode one, that really happened. Yeah. And his suicide... Made his tapes have to be paid attention to, they were yeah they got
1: yeah that, and that's what we were wondering very, way back in the first episode, who is this for? and it turns out it's for his colleagues to get out there for them to understand what happened and know that he was really for real telling the truth,
0: right. Sherbina died ninety one I think ninety one or ninety two yeah, a few years later from radiation exposure yeah, same, yeah, absolutely he did, and he the moment that he had with Lugasov in this episode was beautiful. One of the best things in the series, because he's like, you know, I never mattered. I'm inconsequential. And Lagasov told him the truth. Told him like it was. Everything that we needed, you gave us. Mm-hmm. Everything that we asked for, you did. You sacrificed yourself and your life. You mattered more than anyone. And the Kremlin made a mistake uh, by sending you because they sent the one decent member of the party, the one good man. That's a good
1: man that understood how the system worked and knew how to work the system.
0: Right. That's where they stood. And, and would work the and system. And it wouldn't, it would not be, we would not have been able to solve the problem and do what we did if it wasn't for you, which was nice. And I think it made him feel better. And I do, and I mean, I don't think that it's untrue. Like, if it, what they showed in the show is really how that guy acted, I mean, he saved a lot of yeah, lives. Yeah, he did. He, he truly did. He absolutely did. And then Komuk was, we knew this it was a character created to represent all of the scientists who worked tirelessly for with Legasov and Sherbina.
1: And some of which were arrested and disappeared yeah. and all those things because they were speaking out about what was happening.
0: Yeah. And then the death toll, you know, it that showed was a fascinating the, number. It was what the, <laughs> the estimates, four thousand to ninety three thousand. That's that's, quite, a that's a big swing. It's a big swing. But then it said the state has never changed what they've said. 30, 30 31. 31. Mm-hmm. 31. The people. official death toll was 31. And people had to flee their homes and they told it would be temporary. 300,000 people. Still not able to go back. Nope. The cancer rates rose at alarming rates, especially in children. Mm-hmm. Um, Ludmilla started having strokes, was told she could never have children, but it ended up she could and she has a son. Yeah. Which was a happy thing. Um and then talked about the bridge of death. You know, everyone who on that bridge of death, none of them survived. Yep. None of them survived. Well they
1: and they did they did couch it a little bit. They say it's reported that. So we still don't know if that's a verifiable fact. But right.
0: I mean the, a lot of people have said it is and you know there's always people oh no that's just it a, makes sense that you know
1: they all died right as a result of some complication from them because they were breathing in right because they were downwind of it, breathing all that garbage in yeah. for hours yeah so it seems that it seems it stands to reason that probably everyone died yeah. to some degree as a result of
0: the that. miners working 24 seven to prevent a nuclear meltdown and an even worse disaster. The state didn't keep up with them, didn't keep official records of how many of them died, but probably a lot but of them. Mo-
1: and most of them died before they reached 40.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: The three- that, that was like the one thing they did
0: know. Right. The three men who went in to drain the tank, everybody mm-hmm. said that they died, but turns out that they didn't all die. Yeah,
1: and two of them are still alive. Right.
0: Yeah. Which is crazy. Which is amazing. Yeah. And then all the soldiers who went in on the roofs, I mean, it's amazing to to show that all the stuff that we saw that you're like, there's no way actually happened. Mm -hmm. People actually did the things that they said. 600,000 people, man,
1: to uh, clean up that mess. And still, and that graveyard full of vehicles, yeah, trucks and helicopters and And all that stuff that, uh, the firefighters gear that's still still in the basement of the hospital. And and it's, it's
0: still super radioactive.
1: And they showed the, they showed the, um, they showed the meter, and it was yeah, reading the like yeah. the decimeter, and it was reading like six hundred and forty-five or yeah. something like that, which is fatal if un- Years or unprotected. Years later,
0: and yeah, just decades gazing.
1: later, and it's still uh, it's still lethal.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. This, Yeah, this episode was there was something else. This whole series, like, was wonderful. I enjoyed, you know, considering the subject matter of what we were watching, this was very compelling television, it and was. I enjoyed it very much. It was very well executed, and I, on
1: a personal note, I was fascinated by it. I mean, I was yeah just shy of my 14th birthday when this happened. So, I mean, I remember it well yeah. on the news, and um, this thing's happened, and, mm-hmm. you know, is it going to be a meltdown? Is it going to be, you know, we're going to have a China syndrome, and all that kind of, and just been fascinated by the story ever since, and to see yeah see it told with this amount of detail. Yeah. That seems to be reasonably
0: accurate. Yeah. I mean of course there's else. some liberties for television. Oh of
1: course. Yeah there 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 always, they're, they're, they're always are. It's very factually based. Yes. And I'll di- and I and I love the archival footage at the end when they give you the updates on you know who's doing what and you actually see how much they did document. Yeah. And it makes you wonder how in the hell did they get a hold of that? Yeah. That's definitely. that's gotta be a story in and of itself. Definitely. So <clears throat> Let's talk for a moment, okay. if we may, about Sherbina. Okay. And that moment that he and, and Lagasov have, and he's told, you know, hey, you did make a difference. You know, you weren't inconsequential. I want to talk about the notion of no person, no human being is inconsequential. Everyone matters. Even when you think you don't, you matter to some degree. And I think that's. That's very illustrative of that. I think it's a a neat testimony to that. Obviously, we don't have, we don't all have the same impact in the world that that man had. Sure. But everyone, just want to talk for a minute about the notion of everyone has value. Absolutely.
0: And uh, it's an easy thing to lie to yourself about and for other people to lie to you about. And it can be crippling, like I know i've there's been plenty of times in my life where I felt like I didn't matter, and I wasn't important, and nobody cared and Then you just gotta take a moment and you know kind of reflect on that, and I know it's harder, believe me, I understand that it's it's easier said than done, but I've been able to walk through those seasons of my life, and people tell me now you know like you know, you meant a lot to me at this point, or this one thing that you did, you know, really helped me. Or now being a father now, you know, I'm here for my kids and being there for my wife and then my close friends and even strangers, you know, I, I have this mindset and it could be wrong where, you know, I, I try to make an impact on people's lives. Even if it's just brief, you know, if it's just being nice to people, that's super easy. Just treat people like they're human beings and with the respect and the kindness that they deserve because, you know, like you said, everybody matters, and you need to reflect that in in the way you treat everybody, and the way that you interact with people. Yeah, you never know the impact you're going to have. Yeah, absolutely. And Sherbina <laughs> I know maybe he didn't achieve his goal of being like super high up and becoming, you know, head of the party or even higher than the little director or whatever that he was, but he made a difference. He did actually help save the world. Yeah. Countless lives.
1: I mean, that was a countless. potential global catastrophe. Yeah, that he did. Could have, you know, ended <laughs> yeah. up killing really billions of people. And for him about. to think
0: that he's yeah. inconsequential, you know, you know, I get it. Maybe he didn't achieve the goal that he wanted, but he, had, he achieved a lot. Yeah. He made the impossible possible
1: in that situation. Truly. Another little tidbit. Let's swing it the other way, sort of. Okay. The old adage you familiar with the expression CYA?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Cover your bum. Yeah. As we'll say it here. Sure. So we don't have to put any. Yeah. Expletives on the show. And I want to go into that from the standpoint of, you know, you hear that and you, there's a lot of, and let's look at the show. Let's look at the the whole, the show as a whole. There's a lot of that going on, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, so and so did it, you know, he's doing as I instructed, or no, oh, he did not do as I, you know, and there's a lot of that going around, guys trying to cover themselves to stay out of the hot water. But there, it also, what it also goes around and comes around. And I think Legasov does it, uh-huh. but he does it in a way that's beneficial outside himself. Uh-huh. So he covers the issue of the flaw and the lies and he he addresses the idea of lies and all that. And he sort of takes it outside. He kind of turns the idea on its ear and takes it outside itself and covers the collective butt of the country. Sure. Even though they don't want to hear the truth. Right. But it's it's just interesting to me that you can, and I know I'm reaching a little bit, And it made a lot more sense in my head when I was watching the episode. I was like, this is this is where I want to go with this. But think about it. I mean, isn't it fascinating that you can turn something that's seemingly self-serving and it can work out for good? So shouldn't we cover our own butts? If for no other reason than to make sure all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed and the procedures are followed... So that crap like this doesn't happen. Sure, I mean you could be the most self-serving jerk in the world, but if you're playing, if you're playing it by the numbers, right? Hey, safety first. Always, always. That's kind of where I was going
0: with. That. I get what you're saying. I understand. Well, and like you could even see the the underling, like Akimov, when Dyatlov, he he's like, I want you to record your command that you're telling me to do this because I think it's wrong and I'm trying to tell you that I think you're wrong and I want you to sign saying that you're making me do it and of course Dialov doesn't do it because he's just a piece of work and even during the trial he's like I wasn't there when they raised the power I was in the toilet and they're like you're lying Yeah, stop it yeah here's here's sworn testimony that says otherwise all these people who are now dead have no reason to lie because they're not trying to save themselves uh, said that you were there, so you need to get over yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just ah, irked me to the that end. That guy. That guy. So I think a big thing that we should talk about, and Legasov brought this up, was the cost of truth versus the cost of lies. Yes. Because you have to weigh one against the other. And th- that's a really tough question because the cost of lies – it seems it should always be higher than the cost of telling the truth. I mean, I know we're told from the from early age we're always so don't don't lie, tell the truth, even if you don't think it's going to do you any good. Tell the truth, and even then, if it's going to hurt. Right, and then you start to get older, and then there's like gray areas, like oh, do I want to tell someone the truth right here, or do I want to lie to them? You know, does it really beneficial for anyone if I tell the truth in this situation? Oh, I used to get in trouble with my ex all the time because
1: I refused to lie.
0: Yeah. Oh God, I used to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that, but I mean, like, it's just a, ter- it's a tough question. Sure. And when you're put in the situation, I mean, when you're not in a situation where you have to choose t- truth or lie, it's easy to say, Oh yeah, I always tell the truth. And then you get put in that situation and people are like, well, it reflects back on your character. Well, does it? does it reflect back on your character if you're willing to lie to protect people or do you put people in harm's way by telling the truth? I mean, it's one of these terribly difficult ethical questions. Like would you, are you willing to steal someone from someone to feed your family? You know, it's one of these like, until you're put in the situation, what are you going to do?
1: But, and the point is made that the truth doesn't care one whit about what you think. Right. About what you feel. It is only interested in the facts because there are facts. There are there and there is opinion. And the truth is always lying in wait. That is. And it will out.
0: That's absolutely true. That is absolutely true. Like truth isn't going to change no matter what you say to try and change it or what you say to try and hide it. I understand that. But that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just – it's a tough question. And it, in, this op, in this situation, with Chernobyl and with the rods and the fatal flaw and your failsafe, yes, the truth is definitely the correct way to go. Yeah, because you know what? <laughs> the 16
1: remaining reactors got fixed. Right.
0: And like if another reactor had melted down, imagine there's a Chernobyl and then three years later there's Chernobyl too. Could you th- – what are they going to do? They're, they're lacking people. They're lacking boron. They're lacking the resources. Sure, they mm-hmm. have experience in how to do it, but do are they able to shut it down this next time? Like, yeah, yeah. It, instead of having that even be a possibility, let's just fix the problem. And thankfully, they did. Yeah, but or I mean, at least we've, that's what we've been told. Yeah. Any any show that makes you question a worldview or question what you would do in a really tough situation, I enjoy. I like being. You know. sure. I mean, this show makes you wrestle with some things. It's yeah, it's, uh, you, you act in
1: that way, actively participate, in definitely, it, which yeah. is which makes it fun. I would agree. That's
0: I have one of the reasons. As depressing I as it, it is, it's still fun to watch. Yeah, well, shows that make you think. I mean, yeah, I watch I mean, mindless yeah. television a lot. You know, just because it's easy. But yeah,
1: well, sometimes that there's a place for that though. Yeah, there so, is, and then there's a place for this kind of thing too that makes you think and. Challenge, Like you say, challenger your
0: Yeah. enjoyed it. Did we miss anything that you wanted to cover? I don't think that we did. How wonderful. Well, we want to thank everybody for sticking with us through this series. It's been a lot of fun for us. One of the first podcasts that we've done on our new network, Recap.fm. If you are not... On our email list, we want you to go over to our website, recap.fm. You can join our mailing list. You'll be able to see all of the other podcasts that we do. A lot of television coming up that you we think you'll enjoy, especially if you like Chernobyl and this kind of series. So yeah, head to our website, recap.fm, and get on our mailing list. Also, you can follow us on Twitter. My Twitter is at RealJDLee. I am at Seal Adams. It's S-E-A-L-E-A-D-A-M-S. And you can always follow our network Twitter, Recap. FM At FM is the Twitter. So this is it for Chernobyl. There's plenty of other shows that we do, though. We're doing The Boys. We're doing Good Omens. There's a lot of stuff coming up. Um, go and check out our other shows. Um, we appreciate the time, and we hope that you have, you know, an enjoyable life. Until we see you next time.